Welcome, welcome to episode three of Who to Thunk It with Zeb. That's me, the layman's genius. We're going to be talking about something called the Truman Show Delusion, or also known as Truman Syndrome. Um, it's based off of a 1998 uh, film starring Jim Carrey, directed by Peter Weir and written by Andrew Nicole. Uh, now, when I watched this movie... I was probably in my early teenage years. I remember my dad was home and heard me say the title of the movie. I was just flipping through the channels. He was surprised I had never seen the movie. And being the movie buff that I am, he was definitely surprised. And especially considering how unique the movie is and how iconic it was in the late 90s and the early 2000s. He and I watched the movie together, and I remember I was captivated. Uh, I could not believe the premise of the movie the world that was being created when I watched it. And when it ended, I remember thinking in the days that followed, the movie had opened up a certain part of my mind that was sort of locked away, or it it proposed an idea that I had never even considered before. So I found myself applying the premise of the movie to my everyday life. And for me, that's that's a good thing in a movie. It, you, you think about it long after it's over, and... You apply it to different aspects of your life, and it's interesting. It's something. It's food for thought, basically. So the Truman Show delusion um, is based off of the movie itself, because in the movie you have this guy named Truman, played by Jim Carrey. He is since the womb part of reality TV show. If you haven't seen it, spoiler alert. And it's 1998. You probably should have seen it by now. And throughout his entire life, everything is fake. All his his family members are actors. His friends are actors. Everywhere he goes is a is a TV set. None of it's real. Everything is fake. There's cameras everywhere. There's cameras in the mirror of his bathroom. There's cameras in the rearview mirrors of his car. Whenever he goes to work, the building he goes in for his office is set up and there's tons of actors ready. But if he like deviates and goes to randomly goes to a different building, they'll usually just have like a receptionist there and then nothing's in the background because sets haven't figured it out. And Ed Harris plays the guy who's basically the director of the show. And he's the one who adopted Truman as a baby. So it's nuts. And basically this delusion we're talking about today or the Truman syndrome is people in real life thinking that they themselves are on some sort of reality TV show just like Truman. Now it's important to note that the Truman show delusion is not officially recognized and is not a part of the diagnostic and statistical manual of the American psychiatric association. So keep that in mind. It's not, officially recognized by certain authorities. But it was started by these two psychiatrist brothers, Joel and Ian Gold. And they're the leading experts on it. They're the ones doing all the um, tests on it and everything. 
Joel and Ian initially did a study of five white dudes, uh, five white males. Three of the five specifically named the Truman Show movie in their explanation of their delusion. So that's where the name comes from. But the other ones just thought that they were on a reality TV show and their whole life was fake. One patient went to Ground Zero in New York City after 9-11 to make sure it wasn't just a plot twist that they added to his own show. He wanted to make sure it actually happened. That's wild. Another patient of theirs traveled to Lower Manhattan uh, to a federal building to seek asylum from his show. (laughs) I shouldn't laugh. I get it. It's mental illness. But he went and asked them to basically make him safe from the people who was filming him all the time. Another patient that had worked as an intern on a reality TV program and believed that he was secretly being tracked by cameras, even at the polls on election day in 2004. Um, he shouted that the president, that the then president George W. Bush was a Judas and that brought him to Bellevue hospital and to the gold's attention. So Ian and Joel took notice of him because of that. Called him a Judas. People are sort of like, why'd you call him that? Oh, well, I just thought it'd be good for the cameras. There was an upper upper middle class army veteran who had the urge to climb the Statue of Liberty, thinking it would release him from his show. <laughs> so if he climbed the Statue of Liberty, he might get above the cameras. Um It says he had the urge to, so I'm assuming he did not actually do it. And this is a quote from that army veteran, his explanation of his experiences. I realized that I was and am the center, the focus of attention by millions and millions of people. My family and everyone I knew were and are actors in a script, a charade, great word whose entire purpose is to make me the focus of the world's attention. Sounds a bit narcissistic. Now, although these are mental patients that the Gold Brothers were seeing, the thought that you are in a simulation is something wildly successful entrepreneurs such as Elon Musk has publicly stated as truth. You can look it up on YouTube. Elon Musk has stated that he 100% believes, not saying that it's a possibility, but it it, it, it it has to be the truth that we are in a simulation. A simulation and being on a TV set, I guess, are two separate things, but you can see the similarities. There was a psychiatrist, Joseph Weiner, commented on, and I read this on WebMD, that in the 1940s, Psychiatric patients would express delusions about their brains being controlled by radio waves. Now, delusion, delusional patients commonly complain about implanted computer chips. He was trying to highlight the fact that delusions change with the, with the tides, basically. What's your flavor of delusion? That was what he was saying. Ian Gold, one of the Gold brothers, one of the ones who started this Truman Show delusion and coined the term, says that although the Truman Show film was played as for laughs, begin quote, there was an undercurrent of horror that was really powerful. 
that captures something of what this artificial environment would be like. Imagine if nobody was authentic in your life. If every encounter you had was watched and you were utterly alone. The emails I have received since the story broke have brought home home to me how terrifying the experience is. That was also a WebMD. So he was talking about the movie itself, and I like that because I did not see that the movie was I didn't I don't remember laughing much at all. I know it's starring Jim Carrey, but Jim Carrey's done other movies that weren't necessarily for humor. And when he said that, um, although the Truman Show film was played as for laughs, there was an undercurrent of horror that was really powerful. So that's what I felt, too. I remember being, like, terrified. But I didn't run away with it when I watched the movie. Andrew Nichol, writer of the movie, he was quoted saying, you know, you've made it when you have a disease named after you. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) There are some critics of this delusion. They think the delusion was something these brothers made up or at least blew out of proportion to gain popularity and screen time. Um, We have a quote here by John M. Grohol. Um, he is the writer and editor for Psych Central. I think it's a blog or a web series. He writes, I mean, who cares? From a diagnose, diagnose, diagnostic standpoint, what the delusion is. The specific delusions, spe- specific delusion helps inform psychotherapy treatment, but it doesn't tell a professional, oh, He thinks he's king of the world. That means 20 milligrams of Prozac. And in terms of the psychotherapy techniques or specific treatments for particular delusions, well, our level of science and data isn't anywhere near that level. So basically what he's saying is, I get it. You can call something the Truman Show delusion, and that is sort of taking away from the fact that it's overall it's a delusion. Whatever the flavor is, doesn't really help you, isn't practical to know that much, especially not in as much to name it after what the delusion is about. So I, I like that. I like that critique. Makes sense to me. Now, um, there is a debate in psychiatry right now. We have another, another uh, quote here. Uh, The delusions are fueling a chicken and egg debate in psychiatry. Are these merely modern examples of classic paranoia fed by the current cultural landscape? Or is there something about media like reality television and the internet that can push people over the sanity line? That's from Sarah Kershaw. And Sarah Kershaw is from the New York Times in an article called Look Closely, Doctor. See the camera? I thought that was good. Basically saying... Is paranoia just a general state of mind where some people have it and reality TV is big now, so that's the kind of paranoia that people are having? Is that how this works? Or is because reality TV is so predominant right now, um, which is not as big as, thank goodness, it's not as big as it used to be, um, here in 2020 but or is it that reality tv 
is ever, a lot of people see it. So now that is triggering paranoia and triggering um, different delusions. Interesting. Chicken and the egg, that's what she's talking about. Joel Gold states that reality TV and the internet or YouTube are causing these people to experience a psychotic episode. So he's, Joel Gold is basically arguing that our change in society and culture is triggering, is causing more people to experience delusion because they're not, they're, they're seeing what it's like to be on TV or be, you know, monitored all the time. He's quoted saying, most likely these people would be delusional anyway. But the more radical view is that this pushes some people over the threshold. The environment tips them over the edge. That's what Joel said. He's a clinical assistant professor of psychiatry at New York and, and university. And if culture can make people crazy, then we need to look at it. That's what he said. Um. The Diagnostic and Statistical Manual of Mental Disorders says delusion is a belief that is false and not grounded in reality. Delusion is something a person believes in strongly, even after being presented with evidence that goes against that belief. So I just wanted to highlight what delusion itself is, as, I, as what the definition of delusion is. They believe in something false, so it's not true. And they still believe it. They persistently believe it after being shown evidence on the contrary. There is an exception, though, to that definition. The exception to the rule, belief is not delusional if it is something widely widely accepted by other members of society. For example, religious faith. Uh, but that rule of exception is seen as being far too vague. These are definitions you heard it from the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual of Mental Disorders. Religion is not, religion is just barely not a delusion. That's how I'm reading that. Interesting. So that's what delusion is. People think they're in a reality TV show. However, <laughs> there's the old saying, my dad always used to say this, just because you're paranoid doesn't mean people aren't out to get you. He still says it. <laughs> uh, so just because everyone thinks it's false doesn't mean it is. Who knows? Maybe we are all on a reality TV show. My personal opinion, and I probably should have said this to begin with, I am by no means a mental health professional. I have no licenses, no clinical training. Um, I am. I do see it every day. I am merely working the customer service department of a mental health insurance company. So I don't even work at a provider's office. I just work in the insurance in the customer service part. Uh, so no clinical training. But I tend to disagree with Joel. I agree with the critique. Everyday ways of knowing is a term coined from my college professor, James Laux, um, who stated just going off your own experiences is not knowledge that you can apply to the world. Basically, you know, when someone tells you, you know, global warming's happening, but there's snow outside, which there literally is snow outside this morning as I record. That's everyday ways. Of, it, it can't be global warming because there's snow outside. So that's, but 
So I, I understand it doesn't apply to everyone. But going off of my everyday ways of knowing, I'd say delusions are going to be seen in any, regen- in any generation, regardless of what is in pop culture of the times. These people, like I said, non-clinical opinion, all, also based off of just everyday ways of knowing, um, these people are experiencing what people in the 1940s and 50s experienced with the Joseph McCarthy Red Scare era. People, you know, that's people being put on trial for being a communist. That was real big in the 40s and 50s because we were in the Cold War against the Soviets. It was a huge thing, which, by the way, it's not illegal. Never has been illegal to be communist. This is America. You can have any political party you want. I always like to point that out. The Red Scare was one of the dumbest things I'd ever heard of. Or how people feared witches in Salem in the in the 1690s. And they had no actual evidence for it. They were just going off of what I saw a movie or two. They were just going off of what teenagers said about it. Another, There's a couple other parallels with the Truman Show. There's a movie called Ed TV, but that guy knew he was on TV. He, he paid people. He got paid to be on reality TV 24-7. <clears throat> and then there, but another big one is The Matrix. A lot of people have heard of The Matrix, like I said earlier, Elon Musk believes we're all in a simulation. It's different than being on reality TV all the time, but you can see the similarities. The Matrix gave gave me the same thought as the Truman Show. It planted this idea or, you know, maybe think is this all real? However, I didn't run away with it. I would look at things and be like, am I on camera right now or look at things and be like, hmm, how might I even know that this is real? But, you know, you come to the conclusion that I can't tell if I'm in a simulation. I can't tell if I'm on reality TV. You know, I lack the skills or knowledge to discern such a thing. And even if I was, why not go on with my life and live the life to the fullest? And, you know, right off the bat, very, very, very slim chance that that's all true. It's not true. So just live your life. You know, there's plenty of other things to think about. But I think... I'm just, what I'm saying is I kind of I try to put myself in the shoes of the people having these delusions, and I think I experienced it just for a short period of time after watching these movies, just to see what it was like. I like to mull over ideas, you know? And I remember thinking, you know, well, oh, well, maybe we are in a simulation. And when, you know, people, when Elon Musk, a guy who, you know, he's, he's the one who runs Tesla, he has SpaceX, he's doing all these great things. He's a crazy, cool, successful entrepreneur. He's the one who goes on TV and says, we are in a simulation. It's in a, it has to be true that we're in a simulation. And that sort of fuels these people's delusion, I would imagine, and gets other people to think that way, too. You know, people at bars talk about that now. You know, if you're at a bar drinking a beer, you talk about, hey, are we in a simulation? It's hard to believe, but yeah. Now, this idea of being in a simulation or being tricked as to what is reality and questioning everything, seeing what is real, is not entirely new. And in fact, it's been around for about, it's been around for quite some time. But one of the most famous analysis of this idea came back in the 1700s. Tune in next week for my next episode on the 17th century philosophy, philosopher Rene Descartes' famous statement. Cogito ergo sum, that is Latin for, and or the English translation would, would be, I think, therefore I am.
a concept I love so much. I plan on getting it tattooed to my body someday. That'll be next week. The credit for this episode about the Truman Show delusion, like I said, goes to Joel and Ian Gold. They're the main experts on this subject. Um, you can I looked up a couple YouTube videos. I guess this hit the hit the media about ten years ago. It was a pretty big deal. Wikipedia. I know you might say, why Wikipedia? Wikipedia, I get it. They have a you can't take it as hundred percent fact because it's it's sort of open ended and not open ended, but anybody can edit it. But they have people patrolling it to make sure things are true and fact checking it. And Wikipedia is an amazing website. It really is. Um people, especially on topics about mathematics and stuff like that, because who's gonna fudge mathematics to be funny? Uh, but they might do it to celebrities. <laughs> um, Look Closely, Doctor, See the Camera by Sarah Kershaw in the New York Times. That was a great article. Very easy read. The Truman Show Delusion, Real or Imagined. That was WebMD. That was Susan Wright. And then Reality TV Disorder by John M. Grohl on Psych Central. Uh, that was the critique. Uh, and I should mention this article and a couple are, or this episode and a couple episodes will be um, influenced or inspired by a Wikipedia page called Wikipedia's, I think it's unique, unusual. Basically, Wikipedia has a huge long page filled with like hundreds of articles that someone handpicked and was like these articles are unique bizarre hilarious all kinds of funny stuff on there i already have ones saved up for the next wikipedia episode um for the animal wars you know the huge mankind went to war against the emus in australia the goats in in the galapagos islands awesome but that's what this one was inspired by the Truman Show, the Truman Show delusion was on there, and from overall, what I got from all my research was that this is not considered a serious delusion. Obviously, it's not officially recognized, and the Truman Show delusion is very specific. They said after getting all this media attention, they still only had about two hundred cases or something like that. Not very much, but what I like about it is. I think you could put yourself in that position. Next time you, you go to the bathroom, look around, be like, do they have a camera in there? You know, anytime you're doing something private, just look around. Could they put a camera in there? And today, now in today, today in age, is that how you say that? Today in today's age, there's all these Google Homes and Amazon Alexas and all that. And every every phone in your pocket has cameras on both sides. And you can't help but wonder, is someone watching? Probably not. You're just an average Joe. But if you are a person of interest, I'm sure someone could figure out a way to tap into all those things. They heard of Alexa's calling the police on um, domestic violence cases. They've had there's a there's a case of a woman, a a girl, young girl, having pregnancy products sent to her home 
she didn't even know she was pregnant. But based off of her search history, I don't think Alexa was involved in that, but it's still some form of monitoring. Based off of what she was liking on Facebook and her search history, she had ad- it wasn't products, it was advertisements for pregnancy pregnancy tests or I think diapers. And this is a teenage teenage woman, teenage girl, and her father, neither her nor her father, no one knew she was pregnant. And her father goes, what the heck? They get her tested, find out she is in fact pregnant. The internet knew she was pregnant, pregnant before anyone else. So we do live in the age where monitoring is greater than ever before. <laughs> it's insane. So... It's just that we voluntarily give the information up on social media every day. That was Who to Thunk It with Zeb. <laughs> it's a shorter episode. I love this concept. Check out The Truman Show. It's a great movie. I pretty much... I didn't spoil the ending. It's a great movie. Thanks for listening. And remember, so the whole idea of this podcast, Who to Thunk It, is to learn something new, something interesting. Make you look at your day a little bit differently today once you listen to this podcast. Growing up, my mother did not allow us to say the word bored because the world is so damn interesting. There's always something new to think about. There's always a new lens to look at life through. And that's what this podcast is for, to give you a new lens. Thanks for listening. This is episode three of the Who to Thunk It with Zeb. Tune in next time.